Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, yeah, and welcome back. We are about a couple hours away from kickoff. I was going to try to do the math in my head, but I literally just left the studio like four and a half hours ago. I'm tired. I know this next guest we're going to have on is tired, but he's waking up early, bright and early with us here. John Martin, you hear him, 92.9 ESPN out in Memphis. You hear him here on the BetQL Network has a new show. We're going to talk about that here. But I actually want to start, John, with some Memphis football because I went over on the win total. I had some uh, some big goals, some big dreams. I thought they had some big goals for Memphis this year. Um, I do think that we get home. You know, it opened at 7, adjusted a little bit, 7.5. You look at how they start off the season, 37-3 over Arkansas State. They had a big win over uh, BCU in blowout fashion. But against Navy, not only did they not cover the number, they almost lose that game outright. 28-24 back on Thursday night. Like you said, you were at that game. Uh, what's going on? And I got a question. Like, Let's say they win eight games, they go over their win total. Is Ryan Silverfield safe? Because this team just does not look good right now. You have Seth Hennigan. He's completing over 65% of his passes. But on the defensive side of the ball, I don't know. I just expected a little bit more. You can't let Navy hang 24 on you. Yeah, no. Uh, and like you said, they should have lost. Um I mean, Navy was Navy had two fumbles, which is very uncharacteristic of them. Um, and then they were driving, you know, with a chance to win the game um, on the last drive. And they probably, I think they were a yard short there. Um, weird spot, weird end, but Memphis did win. Listen, I think um, if they if they win eight, is Silverfield safe? Yes, but it's one of those things where, you know, are you ginning up excitement? Are you, you know? Do you have your fan base engaged? Um, their season ticket sales, Ryan, man, are really low, um, low, lower than they've been in a while. Attendance, I think, was twenty five thousand um, for you know a standalone national television game that Thursday night. You know, so you know, I think it's it's one of those things where you survive, right? You make it one more year, but it's it's not like they're running to your desk to to give you an extension. You know, I think that's that's the weird position they would be in. But I just think, you know, yeah, like in terms of the, the win total, they have South Florida at home. You know, they have a lot of these big games at home. Uh, UAB, you know, first year coaches, they're getting on the schedule. No UTSA. So I think they can get to eight. But what concerns me is just the unimaginative play calling. Yeah. Um, that, you know, they, you mentioned Hennigan. He's a third year quarterback in this system, man. And he looks like a freshman sometimes. But I don't know if that's because, like, the plays they dial up or they don't have enough weapons on the perimeter. I don't know. But I just – I've not been impressed with uh, – you know, and that was their first real test, right? So I just was not impressed with their first test of the season against Navy. 
Let's talk about a couple of these games that we got on tap for today. So LSU is a nine and a half point favorite. They're number 14 in the country. Looked pretty good in the first half against Florida State on the opener. They had a three-point lead, then they completely fell apart, which I expected because that's just what Brian Kelly does in big spots. And Mike Norvell has absolutely owned him, all four matchups. He's covered the number. He's outcoached him, coached circles around him. Total in the game is 54. Uh, what do you think about this game today, and just what do you think about LSU the rest of the way? Obviously, they have a non-conference loss, but if they run the table in the SEC, win the SEC championship, they could probably sneak into the playoffs still. But what are your thoughts on this team? What are your thoughts on them today against Ole Miss? Or, I'm sorry, yeah. Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah, I, I could only play LSU here. Um, you know, Mississippi State, new coach, defensive-oriented. You know, this feels like a spot um, that LSU can, you know, can sort of unleash themselves again. And like you mentioned, we were both on Florida State uh, in that game. You know, we both had a pretty good beat on that one. Um, But LSU is just – they're too talented to be held down. Um, I don't think Mississippi State is the the kind of team, even though it is there in Starkville. I don't don't think they're the kind of team that's going to be able to give LSU much of a a problem. I mean, could it be, you know – a touchdown for the first half or something like that, sure. But I just think this is one of those games where LSU's talent wins out. So uh, I, I would have no way to play this other than laying the nine and a half right now with LSU. I'm not going to ask you about Florida State, Boston College, because Florida State is legit and Boston College is ass. It's a 24 and a half point spread. Boston College yeah. might cover the number because we're going to get sloppy ass weather, but. I'm looking ahead to next week, and I think the number's most likely only going to be about three and a half, which might surprise people because Clemson didn't look very good against Duke a couple weeks ago, but they're going to be home. That game's in Death Valley. What do you think the rest of the way in the ACC? Just because Clemson looked awful, they bring in Garrett Riley. We figure, okay, he's going to run the Garrett Riley offense. He's running the Dabo Sweeney, the Clemson offense that they've been running the last six years. So nothing looks different. Cade Klubnick, he's all right, but they don't really have anybody that could create separation in the wide receiver room. Defense is fine. Um... Man, they were trailing in the second quarter last week in that game, though. What are are your thoughts on just the ACC, Florida State, and Clemson, and what we see maybe next week? Because that's a huge game in Death Valley. Yeah, I mean, I think Clemson is a a disaster, dude. Uh, I I don't like them at all. I think they um, – they they, Dabo's been passed by. Uh, he is not, he's not adept, you know, deft enough to, you know, keep up in this day and age of fast offenses, dynamic offenses. You know, he wants to run the ball and milk the clock. And we, we call it like the, the dirt raid is what they're running in it. That's what it looks like. It looks like, it looks like shit. Um, and so I just think overall, this is a spot where I'm happy to back Florida state. I think they are heads above Clemson. Um, and and I will be looking to get involved with them in a lot of different ways. I just I think Florida State's the best team in the ACC. I have Duke ahead of Clemson. Um, obviously, they won the head-to-head matchup there, but I, I do have them even on a neutral. I just like what Duke does more than Clemson. Um, so give me the quarterback. Give me the offense that's you know far more imaginative and you know will actually call some plays downfield and can complete those plays. So yes, I'll be on Florida State without a doubt. One of the bigger games tonight, I guess, the primetime game, is going to be Florida in the Swamp. And it's crazy because Tennessee's never been more than a three-point underdog in this series right here. And you got Tennessee, actually, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Florida, five-and-a-half-point dog. Total, 56-and-a-half. Obviously, you know, Tennessee, you like the hype offense, but Hendon Hooker's gone. Milton takes over. Hasn't thrown an interception yet, but I think Florida might be able to uh, shut down the run game, keep this game close. What do you think about this one tonight? Yeah, the number has come down even. I mean, it was you missed the best of it, right? Yeah. It was six and a half, six. Now it's sitting at five and a half. Starting to give me vibes of um, Georgia, Ohio State there in the in the semis in terms of the, the way the number is behaving. 
Um, I could see this closing at, you know, five, four and a half, something along those on those lines. I think Florida is live. Um, and, it, and it's weird because they haven't shown us anything. Florida has just been thoroughly unimpressive, even with, you know, a new transfer quarterback there in Mertz. I don't really like uh, Billy Napier at all. Like, I don't I don't I don't know if he's got what it takes to, you know, to help that program become the best version of itself again. But, like, this is just such a Florida spot, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, I cannot pay a premium to back Joe Milton on a you know on his first road start of the season. Um, I, I've seen Joe Milton. I mean, there's you know there, we're due for some regression here with him. So, you know, if I'm playing this, and I think I could get there, I, I don't even mind that I've missed the best of it. It would be Florida and the points for sure, with 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 the belief that there's a good chance they pull this out outright. Completely agree, man. I grabbed a seven and a half. I liked it at six and a yeah. half. Now we're down to five and a half. I think that tells you that number is an indicator telling you what you need to know. I think Tennessee is going to struggle to run the ball. You know, Milton's going to have to make some throws in that game. Grant Mertz is not good. Like, I come no, from Wisconsin, not. so I could tell you he's awful. Yeah. But if he could just yeah. manage the game, I think they're going to be able to run the ball, too. They weren't able to run the ball against Utah. Also, yeah. that game was on the road in Utah. That's one of the toughest places to play exactly. in the country. And it looks like Utah might be yeah. the real deal. And shout out to them for not covering the number against Baylor last week because uh, I had Baylor seven yeah. and a half. Really quick, let's talk about the Big Ten because you got Penn State, Illinois. Illinois' defense takes a huge step back. So I don't think there's many, there's a big concern, although Drew Aller is making his first road start. Penn State, a 14 and a half point favorite. But the Big Ten is really top heavy because you have Ohio State. You have Michigan, who might be the best team in the country. Then you have this Penn State team, who's kind of a little bit of a sleeper. They have a really good backfield. I love Singleton. What do you think about the Big Ten? You know, if you had to make a pick today, like where would you go with your futures? Are you looking at a good price with Penn State? They came into the season, you could get like a 16-1. to 1, Or is it Michigan or uh, Ohio State again for you? Yeah, Ohio State is a, is, a, is, a, is a hell no for me. Um, and as long as Ryan Day is the coach there, it is going to continue to be a hell no for me. Um, Michigan is, like you said, they're they're the best team by far. Yeah. I mean, they, they brought everybody back. They have solid quarterback play. I do think this is Michigan's year. However, you bring up Penn State, like, I, I kind of like what they're working with. You know what I'm saying? Like, young quarterback in Aller, like you said, but I watched a lot of him versus uh, West Virginia. And there were a few drives where they didn't punch it in, but – you know, he's got a little he's got a little steez about him, man. He's got some swag, which I like. You know, he'll take some chances, he'll take some risks. And uh he made a couple of plays that, you know, looked like they were gonna be busted plays and you know, he turned them into big gains. So I think when you sort of have that ability, you know, when you can improvise and make some magic, you know, you have a chance, you're very live. So in terms of Illinois, Illinois, they're they are hot dog water, man. Um, this should be a destruction for. I know it's his first road start, but Illinois should have lost to uh, Toledo. They got housed by Kansas. You know, I know it's a big number. That does not scare me in the slightest. Uh, James Franklin's going to have these guys ready to go. It's not like they have to worry. I mean, Iowa's next week. It's not like there's some huge look ahead here. So I think they'll handle business against Illinois even there. Talking with John Martin, 92.9 ESPN out in Memphis. Jason and John, Monday through Friday. You hear them 11 to 2 p.m. Central time. All right, let's talk about the, uh, I guess, man, this is going to be the game of the night. I'm going to stay awake for this one, and I'm jacked. I have been waiting, waiting, waiting. So, unfortunately, I, I've uh, I've bet against Colorado the first two weeks of the season. Huge mistake. I'm done doing it. Until next week with the Ducks. Right now, a 15-point spread is probably where that number would be. I feel better about, like, Oregon against Colorado. Like, you know, USC... Some of these other teams, Washington, Colorado might be able to score some points. I think Oregon's a little yep. bit tougher in the trenches, tougher defensively now that Dan Lanning's taken over. So that's going to be my spot to fade Colorado. Not doing it tonight, though. 23.5-point spread. 
If this gets any crazier, like 24, 24 and a half, maybe I look at Colorado State, total 62 and a half. But you go, you poke the bear, Dion's pissed off, the whole team's going to be rocking shades. What are you doing in this game tonight? You got game day at Colorado. 5-21 and 21 in their last 26 games coming into the season. Now they've won their first two. Yeah, I like the over better than I like the the, the spread yeah. um, because I, I, obviously Colorado State is. I, I don't want to have like to. I don't want to have to trust them, you know, to cover a number uh, because I don't really know that much about them. Uh, I did watch some of um, some of their game against Washington State uh, in Week One, and I think that was like a seventy-four point total by the end of it. Like their defense is bad. Um, so I, I think the way I would play this is rather than trusting and, and laying a big number with Colorado, I just think this could be like a, you know, 44-20 type of game, 44-24 type of game. And maybe Colorado State sneaks it in, but I would feel a lot. I think I don't see many stops for Colorado State is the point. So I would absolutely be looking to get involved with the over, maybe like a Colorado team total over as well. Because, um, again, I just don't see – I don't see many stops for Colorado State. John Martin, co-host of BetQLU. You're going to want to check them out. All right, before we let you get out of here, what's your favorite bet today? And uh, give us a national championship pick because I went with – so I got to call myself out. I did go Clemson. I, like, changed my mind. I went back and forth. I was like, Clemson might be a sleeping giant this year. Other than the wide receiver room, which stinks. Like, they don't have a T. Higgins, a Sammy Watkins, nobody that could create separation. But I like Klubnik. thought he was going to run a Garrett Riley-type offense where you could scheme guys open, and I thought that defensive line was going to be legit. But man, I've been yeah. I've been sold on Texas. I've been telling everybody about Texas. Yeah, you lose Bijan, but that wide receiver room, Xavier, Xavier Worthy's a dog. I like Quinn Ewers when he's right and he's looked right. Obviously, yep. I think if the season ends today, he's your Heisman. Uh, but what do you like today? And uh, throw us the national champion. Um, I am on. Um, it's weird, you know. I, I, sometimes you have to search. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's a rough day. That's I, why I, I threw out the uh, the. Yeah. The you could throw us a national title champion if you want or something. Like yeah, that. but no, I like I like Louisiana Tech a lot uh, at home against North Texas. I think North Texas is bad. I think Louisiana Tech is not as bad, and it's a it's a shorter number. It's like four and a half. I played it at three, but I I'm still fine with four and a half. Um, I think that's one where you get a little bit a little bit of margin there with Louisiana Tech. And then in terms of the champion, man, I I, I do think that if you're going to have a non SEC champion, it this is the season. Yeah. Alabama just made a quarterback change, so we'll see. I mean, I know they have a new guy, the Notre Dame transfer. We'll see if that's the issue or if it's more of a, of a defensive thing. Uh, Georgia made a quarterback change. We don't know necessarily what to make of that yet because they haven't been tested. So if this is the year where you're going to unseat the SEC, it, do, it does feel like it's now. Uh, and I am going to go with the team that has the continuity, that has everybody back, and that would be Michigan. Um, they, they broke through to me in many ways last year. You know, they they, um, they they competed certainly and could have been there uh, in the championship game with TCU. So I think they've got a taste of it. That's two years in a row now, and they bring everybody back. So I think this is the year for, for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. And then maybe he rides out. He rides yeah. out into the sunset. He goes back to the NFL, and uh, yeah. it's a perfect ending. So I'm going to roll with Michigan there. I like the pick. John, thanks so much. Enjoy the games today, man. That's John Martin. You hear him, 92.9 in Memphis. You also hear him back QLU. Really good stuff right there. All right, so uh, some picks. So we went under Florida State, Boston College, 55. Went to 48 with the weather, down to 47 and a half. Oh, I can't get that 14 yet with Penn State. Still sitting there 14 and a half. I do like the under still, 48 and a half. It is minus 115 to the under. LSU, my favorite bet of the noon slate today, Eastern time zone, of course. Nine and a half point favorites. 
I just think, man, I think LSU offensively is going to have a coming out party for this season. Daniels is going to have a bounce back performance. He's been really good other than the second half against uh, Florida State, and that was a little bit fluky. Kansas State, Missouri, I'm going to take the points with Missouri. It's back to four. You do have to pay a minus 115 price over at BetMGM. The total in the game is 49. Staying away from the total. I just think it's a good spot for Missouri, but the on-field matchup does scare me a little bit. I do think Kansas State's the better team. Liberty-Buffalo is a stay away. That's been a battle back and forth between two different groups where it was three and a half back to three. My lean would actually be Buffalo. Coming off a bad loss to an FCS team, I think that's usually a good spot going back home. But right now, a stay away. We'll get to more picks. Also, uh, Iowa State, money line, minus 135. Can't, can't forget that one. That might be actually my favorite play of the noon slate. Between that and LSU. We'll take a quick break. We're going to talk with Reed Wallach. Take a look at what's on his menu for today. Week three, the BetQL tailgate kickoff with myself, Ryan Horvath, here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app.